Hey, caffeinators. Welcome to the Vet Tech Cafe. The Vet Tech Cafe is a podcast centered around veterinary technicians and nurses, hosted by myself, Dave Cowan, and my good friend, Jeff Backus. We strive to discuss current issues facing our profession and give our colleagues a voice and a medium to enter into these discussions. Our guests are experts in the veterinary field that we hope can help our listeners work towards dealing with these issues, as well as coming up with solutions that can lead to change. If you have a question, comment, or would like to be a guest on the Vet Tech Cafe, please contact us at vettechcafe at gmail.com, or you can find us at our website, vettechcafe.com. One thing we would ask of you, our listeners, is to rate and review us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. We're not exactly sure how or why this helps us, but apparently it does. So without further ado, come on in, grab yourself a cup of coffee, and get ready for another episode of the Vet Tech Cafe. Hello, caffeinators. Welcome to another episode of the Vet Tech Cafe, where we are now taking reservations for your next hospital party. Um, we would like to thank all of our caffeinators for your continued support, um, you know, for all purchases for our merchandise, for continuing to be Patreons for us, continuing to download our episodes and uh, subscribe to our channels too. Um, we're trying to do more with our YouTube channel and all of that. So just thank you all for your support and uh, continued following along. If this is your first time, um, we're glad you're here. Head over to vettechcafe.com. You can find out all of the about us info about Dave and I, um, why we do this podcast, some of our previous episodes and guests, um, and how to follow along and how to subscribe to all of our channels. Um, but again, we just really thank you for your support. Dave, how's it going out there? I know um, the North Carolina uh, branch of the Vet Tech Cafe <laughs> is under construction. We've gotten so many complaints for the Veterinary Viewfinder podcast. We had to build another office to, to handle <laughs> all of that extra workload. Um, just, yeah. just a little podcast humor. Um, how's it going out there? It, it's good. And you, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I spoke with Becky this weekend. Um, I, I saw her at the North Carolina uh, Association of Vet Techs conference that she was speaking at. And she says, do you guys know that I that I do that? Like she signs off their podcast by saying, if you have questions or problems or or complaints, send them all to the Vet Tech Cafe. So I think we need to start turning that around and saying, yes. if you have complaints, send them to the veterinary view, viewfinder, specifically yes. to Becky. Yes. Um, <laughs> Attention, Becky Mosser. <laughs> Attention, Becky Mosser. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, had, had that this weekend. That was good. I, I wasn't speaking, which is, is good. I, I actually like going to conferences where I'm not speaking now. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's funny because like five years ago, that was completely the opposite where I, I that's what I did. And now, and now, now I'm Almost every conference I go to, I'm speaking at. So it's nice to actually go and not have to like prepare and do all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was there promoting, pr promoting our business, the Action Vet Techs uh, services. Um, but, but things are good, good here. Uh, like we were talking just before we came on, uh, North Carolina had some snow uh, yesterday. And every time it snows here, I, I think to myself, I did not move far enough south. <laughs> um, but uh, actually cleared up relatively quickly and then just turned to rain and any of you caffeinators that have a farm know that when it rains it's great for the grass however everything just turns to mud and it's the worst um but yeah things are good here how are things are going out there uh it's it's good out here um you know mm -hmm. same old same old um i think i texted you i think it was earlier this week or late last week but it was definitely after our last recording we actually had a few flakes fly here oh yeah in southern yeah. california which in my 44 years is the second time it snowed here it snowed for about 27 seconds um <laughs> and that was um 
I, I was here working, so I could just see it out the window for a moment. But some friends of yeah. mine were at Disneyland that day, which is only like 20 minutes from me. It snowed at Disneyland, which, like, I mean, it, wow. super, super crazy um, for, for us to get some flakes here where I live. So, uh, but that was, so that was, you know, super exciting for me. Um, yeah. But otherwise, yeah. I mean, you know, just <laughs> dreadful just doing for the, me. Yeah. Just exciting doing the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Just doing the same old thing. Nothing, nothing really new. So I say what, well, and we're planning, we're planning for our trip that, oh, yes. you know, as this, as this uploads, we, we will, we will already be back from the trip. But, yes. Yes. But still, we we're are, still very excited yeah, to actually a, do that for a timestamp here. It's Monday, uh, March. What is this? March Thir- 13th. 13th. Yeah. So we head to yeah. Arizona next weekend for some spring training and do some podcast work. Um, kind of one of our semi-annual business meetings, if you will. So Arizona caffeinators, we hope to see some of you there. Um, or we... I've been telling people it's our staff meeting. Yes, 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 absolutely. <laughs> staff of two. Staff of staff two, of... yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and jump into uh, today's episode. Yeah. We uh, have another good one um, coming today. Somebody we've actually had on our radar for a long time and just long time. finally finally got it going. Um, we have Alyssa Mages coming by the Vet Tech Cafe today. Um, she's the Chief Visionary Officer of EVT or Empowering Veterinary Teams, where she oversees the content development, clinical skills training, and overall vision of the company. She co-founded EVT to provide training programs, materials, and coaching and learning opportunities for veterinary practices, as well as content development and training directives for veterinary industry service providers. Um, The EVT team consists of veterinary professionals, industry leaders, and coaches. Alyssa graduated from URI, University of Rhode Island, with a BS in marine biology, um, which led her to the education and conservation track. Ultimately, though, her desire to learn and do more led to her transition to the veterinary field. We're glad she's here, where she attained her AS in veterinary technology from Manor College um, and became a CBT. She has 18 years of veterinary experience and has worked in numerous sectors of the industry, including lead veterinary technician, adjunct professor, and education and development coordinator. Um, Her love of teaching and passion for education, evolution, and empowerment of the support team members in veterinary medicine is what led to the launch of EVT in 2019. Um, She's also thrilled to be a member of the Board of Directors for Pausabilities Vet Med. We're going to talk about that. An advisory council member for Mentor Vet and is an advisor for Blend. Um, She's done a lot of work the last couple of years with many amazing veterinary teams throughout North America, spoken at national conferences, co-authored a guidebook, written several articles, been on multiple podcasts. We're finally happy to have her on ours. Alyssa, thank you Mm -hmm. so much for taking some time out to join us. What can we get you for a cup of coffee? Certainly it's Monday morning. What can we get you? I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for that really amazing introduction. I don't feel like I'm I'm deserving of it, Um, but (laughs) I'm I'm one of those odd ones, like all of you caffeinators. My heart can't handle it. So I got to have a decaf oat milk latte, please. (laughs) Not a problem at all. Not a problem at all. Um, If if you don't mind, uh, take us through your career path. I know I hit a lot of points there on on your bio, but kind of what got you into vet med, some high points along the way, what you're doing now. Take us through that. Absolutely. Um, it's definitely not a straight one. I, I like to do, you know, the, the path less traveled, apparently. Um, and it was really, I was kind of in an in-between phase at the start of it and um, had just finished up working at the Florida Keys where I met my husband. And uh, we were getting ready to move out to Vancouver, British Columbia, 
Ugh, hashtag wow, that's a, that's that's a long yeah yeah that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. We would, I would actually maybe need some caffeine for that one. Um, <laughs> but I was I was lifeguarding at the time, early mornings. Um, you know, training with the the master swim team, and then hopping up in the chair to to make sure no one else drowned. And my coach came up to me. He's like, "So what the hell are you doing with your life?" And I was like, "Oh." Wow. Um, you know what? I don't really know. You want to tell me what I should do? Um, and he said, well, you did the marine bio thing. You love animals. Why don't you try that? And I was like, huh, I mean, why not? So I did. And I really, the it became the ultimate goal was to, to be a marine veterinarian. And I think we all know in this industry how that's not an easy thing to do. Um, and I had zero veterinary experience. So I, I started... Um, I asked our, our local vet that took care of our cats. I was like, do you need help? And he's like, yes, come clean everything. I was like, cool. Um, so I, you know, scooped all the poop and cleaned all the cages and walked all the dogs and learned how to not restrain, you know, having since taken multiple low stress handling courses, but you know, this was back in the early aughts and we didn't yeah, want to get yeah. bitten. We did things a certain way. Right. Right. And then, you know, traveling up to, to British Columbia, my, my mom's oldest brother had moved out there in the sixties. So I've been out in Vancouver as a you know family vacations for a long time, but my husband got into Simon Fraser for masters. And I was like, if you're going, I'm going. <laughs> and, um, so we lived there for five years and worked on a small island practice and then transferred into downtown Vancouver and was a scrub tech, a scrub assistant. So I was in doing all the orthopedic procedures and, you know, retracting lungs with my pinkies. PDAs are probably one of my favorite surgeries just to just to really get involved in the anesthesia. Not so much having done that now. I'm like, can I go back in and help do this? Because <laughs> yeah. a ventilator on like a, a one and a half kick chihuahua, I am not a huge fan of that stress level. Um, I've done it, but I don't want to do it. And then, uh, Came back to the States in 2008, which was probably not the best timing. Lovely recession happening, mm. but veterinary medicine always needs people. And Pennsylvania is one of those uh, states that does not require uh, credentialing to be called a technician. And you get to do a bunch of things, which that's probably later on in the conversation. I'm going to really get on that, you know, <laughs> dive into that can mm -hmm, of worms. Mm -hmm. um, so I just took every opportunity I could to learn all the things and place all the catheters and do all the crazy stuff and at that point decided I needed to actually understand the why behind the what I was good at what I did, but I didn't understand all of the whys. So I, I enrolled in manner and was, you know, working full time, going to school part time. I had a, a young human, she was three <laughs> and um, husband wasn't working. So it was, it was a lot. And, um, but managed to, to get it all together and graduated and was running a small practice and then was like emergency. Yes, please. Cause I missed that. I missed using my brain in a different way. Not that general practice is not challenging because it is. Uh, but I, I thrive on high, high energy level environments and it wasn't enough for me. And so I moved into that realm and started doing mid shift, which I actually really liked, you know, the two to two shift was my sweet spot for a long time. And then it was like, Oh, I want to do some more anesthesia. And like, Oh, we have an opening. Sweet. So I got trained in that. And then, Oh, we need an anesthesia person in oncology. Awesome. Um, we had added another kid to the mix at, at that point too. So that was, you know, Another, another fun thing, juggling newborn and toddler. <laughs> and uh, I have really bad knees. What, what, what of us in this profession don't have something that breaks on the reg, right? So um, right. it's our backs or our knees. Some people, unfortunately, have both. Um, so I've had seven knee surgeries. Oh, wow. Uh, and um, which turns out now that I have the, I have Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. So it makes a lot of sense. Hindsight, like that's why, right? You, you don't make connective tissue and it's super fun that you have no collagen and you break really badly. You heal well, but you break badly. <laughs> um, so I had to step away from active practice and I, I did sales for a while and found out what I was not good at. 
um, mostly because I didn't believe in it. Right. It's it was mm. for a, a, a drug company and they do great work. But when you're telling me I need to push morphine to practices when we don't use that, it's old medicine. I'm going to have a problem with that. And oh, by the way, forget mm. you were you're a technician. I was like, I took an oath. I'm not going to forget yeah. that. Like, <laughs> guys. Yeah. So um, then was able to transition. Actually, my, my former advisor and program director at Manor said, hey, we need an adjunct. <gasps> yes, yes, yes. I don't know anything about dentistry and that's what you want me to teach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like help me. Um, so like, I know how vital this is. I, I appreciate the importance of, of good oral hygiene and it connects everything. So I went to, I think at least three weekend seminars, like, teach me how to do this. And that, then I actually got to meet Mary Berg. And I was like, oh, I took your class. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really a fun moment. So I taught there for two, two and a half, three years um, and then transitioned back into clinical practice as a CSR. And for those of us that don't understand how hard that job is, sit in that chair. You yeah. know, if you're, I, I don't care. If you're, I agree. I, right. And they're, they're why, you know, that position is why we all have jobs. They're the faces and the voices mm -hmm. that bring everybody in. And I was on the phones. So I wasn't even at the front desk. I was in the business office and I was in charge of oncology and dentistry appointments, which is perfect. You know, oh, this is good. I can to make this all work. Um, and it was a lot. And there were some really mean people. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like you're, yeah. we're, come on. Uh, so it was a really humbling and learning, learning opportunity for me too to realize that this is how important this is. And when another position opened up within the same practice to do a learning and development coordinator, I said, please pick me, just please pick me. Um, Cause mm -hmm. I've done the teaching and I, I am a CVT. Let me do this. And they did, which was wonderful. Um, and that was my first thing when I was starting with the orientation and onboarding for any new team member, I took them to the business office and made them, it's like, here's your handout, learn everyone's name and understand who is who. And after it was a great position, my other knee broke again. So that was the seventh one. And I was like, I need to maybe reconsider what I'm doing with my life. You know, I'm in my late thirties at this point and I'm breaking this badly this early. Um, I've got to have a long-term solution. I've missed a lot with my kids, even though I was doing as much as I could. It was, I didn't feel enough. And I just, I don't like being contained into a cookie cutter or like a box. And I was like, I have ideas. Let me do all these things. But you've done enough. It's great. We're doing what we need to do. I'm like, but I want to do more. And um, physically, emotionally, mentally, I just, I couldn't do it. And so my, uh, one of my best friends at, was going through a similar, you know, personal crisis. And we sat down on her, her front stoop and just like, can we have like a moment and a lot of tears to figure out what the heck is happening? And that was really the start of EVT. Um, so it was, I've reached a low and it wasn't the practice I was at. It was where I was at personally. And I wanted, I had these big visions and Caitlin is this, okay, how can we make that actually happen type person? Um, and so we started doing it as a side hustle and then it became rapidly apparent that the niche we were diving into needed more. And so let's, let's leave your guaranteed position in June of 2020 in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was terrifying, but in the best way, you know, a, a good friend of mine, her husband is, a, he has started his own architecture firm and he said, what are you going to regret more? Not getting your butt out there and doing it. It's like, if you fail, then go back into it, go tech again. You can do that. It's like, that's actually not untrue. Yeah. And I didn't need to, you know, we pivoted to the virtual space and we started really, you know, developing and honing our craft and really discovered that this is what I love to do. This is what I'm meant to do is to 
go to the the boxes and and unwrap them and bring them up into it and um, reinvent myself a bit and realize and own what I didn't know. And that's my favorite part about the work that we get to do is while we are crafting these training programs and all of these CE opportunities, I am constantly and our team is constantly making sure that we, you know, create those opportunities for ourselves so we can continue to learn and grow with the work that we do. For sure. You know, uh, swap, swap the tears for a couple of beers and swap a a front stoop for I was just uh, thinking for, that exact uh, same thing. Uh, <laughs> Airbnb yeah. at Ivex, and that's why this podcast started. I mean, there you it, go. yeah, we were you both in something. the exact same place, one hundred percent. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, so, Alyssa, you, you, I, I've seen you speak. I've we met at the the Bridge Club, I think. Yes, one of those. Maybe a couple events. a year a couple years ago. Mm. Um, and and you are you you just have such a positive outlook on everything, from what I can tell. And so I'm going to ask you this question. I'm not trying to lead your answer, um, but what is your view of the veterinary technician profession right now? Like, what are the things that we need to work on? What What is great right now? And how do we make it even better than it already is? That's a great question, Dave. And it's it's definitely, I, I am positive, but I'm very realistic. You know, I was definitely mm-hmm. that person that I know that fluffy white things don't do well in hospital. And I <laughs> just, they just don't. Um, that's, I mean, that's unfair, but it's, you know, I digress, but it's, I'm also, you know, just pragmatic about it and realizing, um, that there's such a thing as toxic positivity. So for me, um, I feel like we're on the, on the precipice of like just a lot of stuff. There's a lot of change. There's a lot of change makers. There's a lot of good stuff out there. And I think what the struggle tends to be is there's obviously a lot of things that aren't going so well. Um, but to focus on those and to keep rehashing those and to just keep, you know, playing the blame game, right? Like this is what's so wrong with it and it sucks and it's awful. I'm like, but what else, what are you doing about it? Mm -hmm. Right. So I could sit here and be an M about a lot of things and don't get me wrong. I do (laughs) because you need to get that out of your head and you don't, cause if you keep that in, it's not healthy either. Um, but particularly, uh, you had mentioned Jeff in the intro about mentor vet being on the advisory board. Well, did you hear what's out there now? What we're doing now? There's a mentor vet tech program. So there is a mentorship tract for us. We're in the pilot phases right now and we'll be opening that up to everyone this fall. So credentialed vet techs, assistants, students, we we see you guys, right? So Mm -hmm. for me, Mm -hmm. it's, there's a, a lot of problems. Yes, we don't have a universal title. Yes, we don't have title protection. Yes, the pay overall is not great um, at all. You know, there's those things. You know, long hours, people aren't taking breaks, all of those things. But on the flip side of that, there's mentor vet tech. There's possibilities. I know we're going to talk about that in a minute. There's the work that we're doing. There's the opportunities that you two provide, right? The, the space to have those productive conversations. There's, hey, the AVMA is actually paying attention to us now because we're not giving them a choice. And <laughs> we're really starting to see that there's a lot of good trouble coming. And we're stirring the pot and we're not going to stop. And I think that there's enough of us now involved in this movement that it's really starting to take hold. It's not just pipe dreams and what ifs, right? If wishes were dollars, we'd all have ponies. I still am waiting for my pony. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, but I really have a sense. I do. I'm very hopeful because there's folks like like you guys, like, um, you know, you've got, I know Josh Weissman isn't a vet tech, but he is so passionate about taking care of us. And you've got, you know, 
the anesthesia nerds and you've got all of these groups that are so intelligent and passionate and dedicated, how can we not make a difference? Mm-hmm. So long story short, um, I'm hopeful and I'm excited to see where we're heading. Yeah. And I, I think if you think about how things were not too long ago, it was kind of like in this wait and see thing of we've got all these problems and we were just kind of waiting around for veterinarians to fix the problems for us. Right? And and we're starting to realize now that, well, that help isn't coming. So now we have to we I mean, obviously, we need their support. We, we do need their help. But to make changes, we have to do that stuff ourselves. And we have yeah. to we have to be the ones to push it forward because nobody knows what we need more than we do. Right. So so I I, I do feel like all that positive positive movement on a lot of these issues has to come from us, because otherwise we're we're just waiting for somebody else to to take care of the problem for us, which is not going to happen. Right. And I think that to your point, that's how we roll. Right. Yeah. As that text. What do we do in practice every day? We make something out of nothing and we make it happen. Yeah. yeah, and I'm really glad that I can use the MacGyver reference now that there's a new, like, a reboot of the show. <laughs> oh, there is. I, I didn't realize that. There is, yeah. Because for a while, I'd make that reference, and some of my students would be like, "Who?" Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, so so let's have this conversation. <laughs> but <laughs> I know I like, that, that hurt a little bit. That hurt a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that's the other part of it too. Is we there have been obviously the naysayers within the veterinarian community, but there's so many of them that are standing up and recognizing like, Hey, I can't do my job without you guys. Like you do everything. Yeah. And that's what I think I want all of any of you, know, you caffeinators out there that are listening. Remember there's only four things legally we can't do four. Yeah. Right. And within those, we have a lot of say about it too. We can talk to them, but is that really the the, the NSAID you want to prescribe? And are you sure that's the anesthetic (laughs) protocol you're comfortable with? And that geriatric Mm -hmm. cardiac patient. Okay. You know, so it's, there's a lot of self-advocacy that I think is something that is really, you know, starting to kick in. And I love what you said there, Dave, is like, if, if not me, then, then who, right. And that's yeah. what right. the collective energy has started. For sure. And, and I think too, you know, my, my brief time in, in academia, I think one thing I was really starting to see was especially like newer generations of veterinarians, I, I think, are going to continue to have that outlook of veterinary technicians and, and veterinary staff at large, you know, CSRs and assistants and all of that is as far as utilizing your people and understanding the importance of the entire team and all of that. And I'm, I mean, I think for a long time, we've probably been waiting for that wheel to turn a little bit more and I know that it will, but that's still, you know, a generation or two away. We've got to, we've got to be that stopgap. We've got to be that bridge to, to push it forward in the meantime, because otherwise we're going to be waiting another 20 years and, and we're just going to still be stuck. So, um, you know, uh, but I, I, I know a lot of young veterinarians or maybe not even young veterinarians, but newer to, to the DVM status that, that, um, hugely, hugely support us in everything we do. And, and like Mm -hmm. Dave said, we're going to need them. We're going to need them as we go Mm -hmm. forward. So, um, but we've got a lot of work to do ourselves too, for sure. So, yeah. Um, but I think we have to get out of our mentality too, of it's us versus exactly. them. Exactly. Right. Yes. Yes. It's, it, that's not how it works, right? It's a, it's right. a collaborative approach. It's not compete, it's collaborate. Right. And yeah. they're not trying to take it away from us. We have to say, all right, you're a new grad, maybe not call them a baby doc. Cause that's kind of, you know, derogatory, but right. like, a little you bit, learn- yeah. yeah. I mean, I've done it, I'm, yeah. I, but I'm owning that. Uh, but 
teach me all what you just learned in vet school. And I'm going to make sure that you know who to go to for all of the things and where all the stuff is located. And we're going to make this work together. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's jump into EVT. Um, I mean, we talked mm. a little bit about it in, in your bio and, and you kind of described like how it started, but what do you guys do? What do you bring to practices? Um, what, what is, what does that look like on the day to day? Yeah, I, I, I love talking about this um, because the team has just grown so much, especially in the past six months. And oh. it's really our my biggest thing that we, we like to say is we meet you where you are with what you need. So mm-hmm. it's really being that MacGyver for the for the veterinary industry, right? So our, our flagship is the EB training programs. So it's essentially a tiered approach for how much materials you need, how much one-on-one external involvement from us that you need to take your team all the way from orientation to onboarding through growth and development. So the accompanying skill sets, which we don't call them that, and the leveling protocols, we don't call them that anymore either, right? It's trying to take the onus off of the individual and focus it on the process, right? So you're not beginner, intermediate, and advanced. You're emerging, evolving, and expanding. Mm -hmm. And you're not a zero through one proficiency. How are you actually implementing your skills, right? And so how can you make that work for this generation and those all everybody, right? Because we still have some amazing individuals that have been doing this for 30 years and they're still ticking. I'm jealous. <laughs> you know, I, I literally can't do it. Um, so we got to meet them with the hard copies. They like to read and write and feel the things. Well, you've got you know, the digital natives. They need an app. Well, we've got that, right? So mm-hmm. making sure that everyone feels seen, heard, and has a way forward. Right. So involved with that is, okay. I want to learn how to do phlebotomy, but I don't feel comfortable practicing on a live patient. Please don't, you know, please, please don't do that. So here's we work with med dimensions to make training mannequins and artificial veins and urinary bladders. So you can practice with that. They're pokeable. They seal themselves back up. It's really fun technology. Mm -hmm. We're on the ground doing CPR trainings, which is one of my favorite things. I love recover initiative. Same. Uh, right? <laughs> Evidence-based <laughs> yeah. research. Who knew it was applicable lo- to vet med? Yeah. Who knew? Um, yeah. So it's really um, making sure that whatever the practice needs, whether it's a general practice with three doctors and 10 support staff or 50 doctors and 250, we have that scalability, right? So how much you want us involved? Let me know where you are because we now have a team of 10, which is a big step up from when we started it was Caitlin and I going, okay, we'll figure this out. You know, <laughs> so I now have a training division and a learning group and a cohesion cohort, you know, all of them, we all work together and I have my leadership gals. Um, and, and I have, <laughs> I feel bad, but Danny's used to this. He's like our token male, <laughs> um, and, but he's a, a brilliant anesthetist. Right. And so I've worked with a lot of these folks in practice. Some of them I have not. One is my former mentor when I was in Vancouver and really bringing this amazing group of individuals that really simply want to be a part of the wave of change. And what does that look like? That's one-on-one trainings. That's workshops. That's making sure that we have email communications. That's having a phone call when they're having a moment where I just can't get this skill, right? So it's infusing that mentorship, that well-being and everything that we do, but also recognizing if they want to do more well-being work, that's not us. That's get motivated. If they need team culture work, that's not us. That's flourish, right? So it's also being very cognizant of where our lane is and we don't go out of it. And again, to that point of collaborate, don't compete. So essentially, again, apparently when you ask me a question, I will give you an entire 
the diatribe. I, um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we, we love that. We love that. The um, less we, we talk, the better the episode. <laughs> yeah. <That's right. laughs> oh my gosh. I don't think so. Your voices are amazing, but it's really, it depends on what the, you know, what the, the clinicians, the technicians, the assistants need, right. And making sure that there is clarity, there's transparency, there is communication. And that's a big skill that is, you know, lumped into all of these soft skills. And I just sit there, can we not call them that anymore? There is nothing fluffy about, you know, de-escalation. There is nothing soft and fuzzy about getting someone out of your face and into a safe situation. That's hard work. And we're not taught it in, in vet tech school. They're not taught it in veterinary school. So that's, you know, we're not busy enough with EVT. We're going to launch another company in June for communications training solely. So that's coming. Um, I never understood why they called it soft skills, to be honest with you. <laughs> they're human skills. That's yeah. how, this is how you human. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Right. Yeah. I mean, so we do, we've been like, it's clinical versus non-clinical skills, but that's what I, I like to call them human skills because that's how you talk mm -hmm. to one another. And how many of us have, have either said or heard people say, well, I got into vet med because I don't like people. Funny yeah. story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your, your, your patients can't drive to the hospital right. and your teammates have opposable thumbs. So yeah. we're going to have to figure this out. <laughs> you can't help yeah. the pets if you don't help the people. And that's right, a big exactly. part of it. I think that's the other reason I, you know, Caitlin and I were so passionate about doing this work. And then every team member that since joined us is that we wanted to be the voice for the voiceless, right? Which was the animals, but what's happened, especially in the mm -hmm. last 10 years, the right. people of our profession have lost their voices and that mm -hmm. is not okay. So we live by our values, which is educate, empower, and evolve. And that's what we are aiming to do for the entire profession. That's great. Not to throw another 80s TV show reference in here, but how did you assemble your A-team? Yes. I, I know you have Caitlin that you've worked with and your mentor yeah. from Vancouver, but how did you get, like you said, you have a staff of 10. How did you get all those people? Um, I paid, I, I, I bribed them. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, honestly, I, I worked with a lot of them. Um, okay. So okay. from the, the last practice I was at, um, when I had formed a training team there, and I just loved how they approached it. Um, our chief training officer, Jesse, I always tease her. I'm like, you're me just 10 years younger. You know, you have all this energy <laughs> and you have so much potential. And, you know, she's she's yeah. better. She'll be better than I am 100%. Um, and then and our chief cohesion officer is Jen, and she's one of my closest friends. And she just understands how to organize things and then make everyone connect in a way that my brain doesn't see. And then our chief learning officer, Claire, uh, has a master's in education. Yes, please make, you know, this yeah. is, we're trying yeah. to have this approach, but we want it to have the pedagogy. We want it to have everything that's appropriate and applicable in a veterinary setting. And I've worked with all of them in practice and the majority of our trainers as well, except one gal, um, we got paired up. I don't even, re I'm trying to remember this. Katie's going to yell at me. So we have three Caitlin's on the team. That's not confusing at all. And they all spell it the same way. <laughs> like, this never oh, that's even worse. <laughs> ah! Um, but Katie is a, a mentee of mine as, um, is, uh, Laura's another, she's with our cohesion crew. Um, so it's, yeah, we all, and then our chief administrative officer, Tori, I met her through the black DVM network, uh, Dr. Tierra Price. She works with them as well. And I was like, I need someone to make, herd all of my cats. <laughs> and, um, she's like, well, Tori does that for us and she might have some space. So she runs her own, um, LLC and she's just come on and made things a lot more smooth. So, uh, and all of, all of our team is similar to what you, you guys do is they, they work in practice full time and they give us mm -hmm. their time when they can. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. uh, they're still in, in 
either the practice that we worked in together or different locations and they're very transparent about that. Like, look, this is what I'm doing on the side. It's never going to cross over. Um, but if I right. know how you work and I know I've trained you a certain way and I know that you're going to be continually open to further learning. Yes. I, I want you yeah. with me. Um, and I can yeah. see where this is going. I mean, that's why I, you know, what is a title anyway, when you give it to yourself, right? In the C-suite, like, well, I don't want to be a, a CEO that just feels gross. So I'm going to be a chief visionary <laughs> officer with all these grand ideas. So I have yeah. all these visions. I need you to help me execute it, and make it happen. Yeah. So it was finding people that are like-minded, but different because I want them to challenge me. I don't want it to be the course, Alyssa yeah. show. That's not what this is. <laughs> right, right. Well, and, and that's and like what it say, if, if, yeah. if, you're, if it's all the same people with the, all the same ideas, it's just an echo chamber and that doesn't really get you anywhere. No. And that's not what this yeah. is. And it, it had to be right. me at the forefront for a while because it was just the two of us. But now I'm like, right. oh, yes, please. Like, look, meet my team. I'm going to I'm literally <laughs> going to go off screen. Bye. Um, <laughs> because that's what it's that's what it's about. It's making it better for everyone. This is not spotlight on one of us. So mm -hmm. I'm really, really proud for all of these individuals. You know, they've really blossomed in their careers. Everyone is credentialed or in school that's on our team. And that was very important to us um, that they have that investiture in vet med and really making sure that, hey, this is what we're about. If you know, show me what else you do, what makes you you and why this matches with who you want to be. And so far, so good. That's great. Um, we, we are about halfway through and, and I, Jeff, I think we've only gotten through about one question. Um, <laughs> that was two. That was two. We're doing great. I guess no, this, that's, no, we're, we're, we are in a great spot. Like that's said, exactly that's what, what we, we wanted. Lo that's what we love. Yeah. Um, but why don't we take our little break here? We'll, we'll pay some bills and we'll be back after the break. The Vet Tech Cafe is sponsored by BetterHelp. Caffeinators at the Vet Tech Cafe, you know, we like to focus on mental health. If you're struggling with depression, burnout, compassion fatigue, or any of the other mental health challenges we discuss on our podcast, getting professional help is a great first step. We all need help with things like learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries, which empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major mental health challenges. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Dave, I've used BetterHelp. Um, I had really good success with it. I really liked that it was entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can also switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. They really make it easy for you to get the help you need. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash VetTechCafe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash VetTechCafe. It's time to invest in yourself. Be well, caffeinators. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Vet Tech Cafe, where if there's not a baseball or football game on the TVs, you will find reruns of 80s sitcoms. Um, <laughs> we got MacGyver, we got the A-Team. Uh, Jeff, you and I know that the Golden Girls is going to be on there. Oh, the heck yes, yes. 100%. Um, <laughs> um, so, Alyssa, we just had our ad for BetterHelp, uh, and we focus a lot on mental health in this on this podcast. So how do you manage your own mental health? Better living through pharmacology. Honestly, okay. um, yep. so I will readily disclose that I do take uh, anti-anxiety medication and it's been a game changer for me. Good. 
And then I also, that's not like the sole thing, <laughs> but it does help. <laughs> um, I, I, I paint. Um, so I do just, just to get some creativity out. And then when it's actually warm out here, I, I have a paddleboard and I, I get out on the rivers or the lakes oh, cool. and do that. Nice. Um, the, the woods is my sanctuary. So any chance I can to, to get outside and, and get some, some vitamin N vitamin nature makes mm-hmm. me really happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, I have not been great. I used to be really diligent about three to five times a week being, you know, in the gym or in the pool. Um, I'm a recovering synchronized swimmer, so I can't do all the flexible fun things anymore, but I, wow. I like to swim about a mile every, every so often, but, wow. um, it, it's hard, right. You know, to, to balance yeah. that and, and people are like, Oh, that work-life balance. And I just start laughing and they're like, that's a thing. I'm like, it, no, that, it doesn't exist. It's a myth. Um, for mm-hmm. me, it's the work-life experience, right? Because there's some days when I'm more work-driven and there's some days when it's more life-driven, right? There'll be a day that it's a track meet and a lacrosse game and I get nothing done for, for EVT or my other projects. And that's okay. Because on Mm -hmm. another day I'm not going to practice and I'm very fortunate that my husband's going to pick up the slack there. So for me, it's making the most of the experience. And I've been really working with my therapist to yes, also get a therapist or someone to talk to. Right. Um, and my mentors as well, because I need, we need those with us. And, and to set up those boundaries, right? And to establish that, you know what, Wednesdays and Fridays, I'm not taking meetings because I need to get work done and making sure that, oh, food. Yeah, I need to do that because even <laughs> though I work out of my house, I sometimes forget to eat. Yeah. And, you know, I guess it's all those years of the ER when you're on a 14 hour shift and you only need to pee once, right? That's fine. Yep. It's totally normal. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Um, well, actually, Alyssa, you, you're not a coffee drinker, so you don't you don't know how <laughs> how often you do actually have to use the restroom. <laughs> I, I, you see, that's only been for two years, right? So I used to. Yeah. So yeah, mm, a yeah. lot. Um, and I never was shy about that. I'm like, I'm going to pee, and they're like, but I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to the washroom. Um, right. And there's actually a study out right now for human medicine. I'm not sure it's probably correlative with our profession as well, but you know, UTIs and and kidney infections are up over sixty percent. Mm-hmm. That's not okay, you know. Right. And for everyone that says, "Well, I, I can't take a break," if you don't, your patient is going to really not be getting your best care. So please mm-hmm. take that and learn how to pee in thirty seconds. If I could really just have that training program, guys, uh, for all of you, <laughs> the women that go to concerts and sporting events and cannot, for the life of them, get out of there, <laughs> ladies, it's not that hard. Um, <laughs> But that's a different path we don't have to go down. But so would that be a lecture or a lab? I think that would have to be a lab, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, that's a wet lab. Ha ha! See what I did yeah. there. Uh, but it's really for for me. It's and well being is different for everyone, right? It's very subjective. And yeah. I'm I'm not a meditator. My my brain. I know that that's not going to work for me. But I also know that if I put on a certain playlist and get out away from my computer. That is my yeah. type of meditation, right? If I can get some yoga in, my body actually feels better. Um, and I do my own mani pedis, so that's not my spa day thing, right? So what's going to bring you joy and not even joy? What's going to be fulfillment, right? So many people right. are like, well, I just want to be happy. But then remember it's the movie much, Inside yeah. Out. What happens if you don't have sadness, right? What happens if you have all sunshine and no rain? There's no appreciation. So mm. I really look at it as, are you fulfilled? And what has gotten you there? And that's what I look to do. So is that reading a good book? Is that turning off my electronics? I have a problem with Candy Crush. I'm probably needing to delete that from my phone. <laughs> um, Don't do it. Don't no. do it. I, it's I, such I, an old school game. It's not oh, even I that know. great. What? I know. Oh, no, I, so I, I live for it. I play it all day, every day. 
It's great. Well, and, there's, um, and there's no ads involved in it, so you don't no have to ads. like. Yeah. Like every other like, game has ads. That, that that's <laughs> it's actually yeah, for me if, like if, a huge yeah. mental break just taking that and I just do being mindless too. and mm-hmm. yep. Yep. Yeah, and that's yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh, I read this great biography," and I was like, "I live in the world of facts. Give me a beautiful fantasy novel, please." <laughs> and I need to. Yeah, I haven't watched Lord of the Rings for a year. It is time. It is time to have that marathon again, right? So, it's you know recognizing, and my body's very good with you know the the EDS and some other things that I that I battle with. Saying, "Excuse me, I'm going to shut down now. So you're gonna that that couch over there. That's for you today." Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's something I would, you know, say to everyone is like, listen, right. We're so good at being in tune with our patients needs and our, our team members and we forget about ourselves. So yeah, everyone's self-care, everyone's well-being is different and find what works for you and get that fulfillment. Excellent. Um, okay. So let's, let's get back into the the bulk of what we're, we've been we're trying supposed to be talking about you for the last 40 minutes. <laughs> um, so with EVT, if a hospital is looking for training help, yeah. Um, what, what kind of steps do they need to, to take to make that happen? Do they uh, contact you? Is it is it something where you go into the hospital or is it all virtual? It's it's a hybrid. It's really, again, it goes back to the we meet you where you are with what you need. But they yeah. can um, go to our website, which is empoweringveterinaryteams.com and click, you know, join the emailing list. Send us an email. Reach out to us on all of our social platforms and our team will get you connected. If you want to meet with me, I'm the one that talks about what your vision is and goes from there. Um, if it's for training, then we get you in contact, you know, connection with Jesse and myself um, and really figure out what you need. So it's and see what else we're up to. We're, we're not all talking about training. Like there's so much more that makes us a profession. Right. So if, if right, you follow exactly. us on social at all, uh, slightly into the activism realm. Um, so for me, it's that's another big part of it, too. So what aspects are you interested in? You know, do you want to work with us for training? Absolutely. I, I'm 100% in. And then again, they can select from an a la carte menu. Like, we just want the guidebook on how to do this. Great. Here you go. Uh, mm-hmm. We want you to come in for four weeks. That's, you know, tier one. We want to do a CE event. Great. We'll set that up. Right. So it's really reaching out to us via email on our, our social and telling us what you what you'd like to do. And we can figure that out together. Cool. Yeah. And, and we'll share We'll share We'll share all oh, your yeah. stuff so that. I appreciate you know, that. People, people can, I feel like it's you. like a shameless plug. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to no, do that on here. <laughs> no, no, that's, I mean, that's, that's what you're here for is to, yep. is to pr- promote what you're doing. And, yes. and if that's how we do it, that's how we do it. And I appreciate that. It's really at the end of the day, I, I'm looking to, to move that needle forward and yeah. to yeah. get people into a place, you know, as you know, my friend Quincy says, where you, you're not just surviving, you're thriving. Yeah. Because I mm-hmm. love this profession. It's exhausting and it's exhilarating. And I want that to be that, you know, good for everyone. For sure. For sure. Um, you know, I, I'm guessing if a lot of these hospitals are reaching out to you for help to come into the clinic, maybe you don't encounter this very often. But I'm curious, once you're in, you know, a clinic and, and kind of starting on these training programs and you see maybe how things are done and you start pivoting and say, oh, we should look at it doing this way, or, or this is kind of what we need to work on. Do you ever encounter resistance from hospitals or managers or veterinarians or whatever the case may be? And what does that look like? How do you handle that? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, change in vet med. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. um, so I think that answer, yes, we have run into it for sure. Um, and it, it varies depending, you know, which cohort we're with. And in some cases it's management, some cases it's doctor like associates and some cases it's the actual team members. And it, 
when we go in, what we, what I look to do with my team is I know how they, they train. I know their teaching style and I also know their communication style. And that's part of what we do with the, the practices we work with is we find out what theirs is and I match them. So mm, that way, okay. if you're pairing people up that don't communicate and don't learn the, and teach the same way, ain't going to work. Uh, so mm-hmm. that helps when I have that, you know, peer to peer approach and they have this conversation. And then it's also, I bring it back to that, that relevancy piece, right? So think about mm, 10, 15 years ago, we were using thiopental for induction. Hmm. Do we do that anymore? <laughs> No, hope not. No, <laughs> no, can you even get no, because I don't know. I hope not. It's, I mean, it's like telazole. Um, but although that, that does work well in spay neuter situations, I understand sometimes you have to do what you have to do. No judgment. I'm just saying there's better options. Um, so, mm-hmm. but really to look at it from that perspective is we used to do it medically that way and we don't anymore. This is a different part of your medical practice that you used to do it that way. And let's look at doing it this way. And then I bring in, see, all of my dental training to teach dentistry really helped. If you're looking at it from the bisecting angle and you're, you don't, you only see the two roots, but then you get the correct angle, there's three. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a reason you brought us in is you needed an external perspective. This is what we're seeing. And another thing that we always like to say is we make the suggestions, you make the decisions. Mm-hmm. So we're not coming in there to change everything. We're not coming in here to tell you what you're doing wrong. We're coming in here to give that perspective, to work with you, to get to a place where everyone feels seen, heard, and there's progress. And you can actually have that documented evidence of, oh, this is what I actually know. Like, yeah, this is not a test to be like, oh, you're failing. This is a look Mm -hmm. at everything you already know. This is where you can grow and learn more. And this is how we can get you there. And we have that track for every member of the team. So leadership is included in that. And that's a big part of it is if you come in and you're working with the managers and the the medical directors and saying, we get it. This is hard. That's why Caitlin, my business partner, she's a program manager. She has a master's in in leadership and management. She knows what she's talking about. She's been doing that for 20 years. So she handles that portion of it. And then I get to get dirty. I love it when I actually get to get in there and they're like, oh, you're here. We can't get this catheter. And then I'm like, all right, yes, I get to tech today, Blink. you know, and it, it, and it goes well so that they can see, oh, you're not just telling us what to do. You actually are going to do it. Well, yeah, I'm going to, I'm, I'm in scrubs. I'm not going to, I like being able to wipe my hands on my pants. I do that on my regular clothes and I get in trouble. So this is what I like to do. <laughs> and it's, again, it's really coming in with that sense of, I'm excited to be here. What can you teach me? Like, this is what I'm bringing into you. And I've had this work here. What's been working for you? What isn't working for you? And how can we figure this out together? Yeah. And also that collaboration, like you, you think about, mm-hmm. and, and I, I do that as a relief technician. I, I go in and, you know, practices that I've never been in before. I, I like to think that I teach them just as much as they teach me. Um, there's got to be something that they're doing that I've never thought of before. And there's got to be something that I'm doing that I, that they've never thought of before. So, you know, it, it's a great collaborative thing of, of instead of just making that one practice better, that knowledge or little tidbit of of how that practice does something a little bit different than what you're used to, that's something you can bring back to your team and then yeah. spread out to all these other hospitals you're working with. And you're you're making the, the profession better on a much grander scale than just that one clinic. That is the goal entirely, right? Yeah, is exactly, to have that, yeah. that universal cohesive approach, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I come from the land of, of UPenn at Penwe, right? 
<laughs> we tease each other all the time. We're like, pen wheeze. Um, because we do have certain ways that we do things. There's right. very few things that I will not adapt to learn a new methodology. I will die on my taping of Ivy Catheter's Hill. I will. Because <laughs> if you do sticky side up, I'm really going to have to have a conversation with you. Um, I don't mm -hmm. like it. Uh, and I pre-tab my tape. What's that? Are people still doing sticky side yes. up? Yes. And they do like a half inch and then they pre-tape the catheter. I'm like, what are you doing? Don't do that. Well, I'm, a pre you... I'm, a, I'm a pre-taper. Uh-oh. Okay. So maybe we will have a different conversation, but no one <laughs> yeah. needs to die on a hill. No dying on hills. Um, but like I notch my tape, right? And I pre-tab all of my yeah. pieces. And I, I only use three pieces of tape on a cat. I will never use more than that. Um, and so, but it's not that this is what I do. And then the conversation stops. It's this is why I do it this way. This is what I've mm -hmm. seen. Tell me what you do. Oh, well, I find it works this way. It's like, okay. And it might, but when you hold on to the, the injection cap and you move your thumb, you've just kinked it. And now you've taped it into place and it's going to be a really hard push. So mm -hmm. maybe try it this way. But I would love to actually spend a day with you, Dave, and show me why pre-taping is helpful because I've, I've never learned how to do it well, that way. Well, it, it, you're going to laugh. The, <laughs> the reason that I, that I pre-tape is if you saw me fumbling with my hands trying to tape it in after I've placed the catheter, you're going to be like, does this kind of how to tape? <laughs> it doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. Preemptive um, strike. So it's, like it. it's it's really just because I, I look like an idiot trying to tape it in after the fact. Oh, I doubt that very much, but I can appreciate that. Well, because it happens like you have your tape ready for you, right? And you lean mm -hmm. in and then you move and now you've got a tape ball. And it's yeah, yeah. It's the cat that you have like six point two seconds to get this in. Mm -hmm. So or, or or less. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, sure. All right. I can I can get on board with that. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned in there, I, I think it's it's up to you guys to bring in the training and the education, but it's it's still up to the clinic to decide implementation and execution mm -hmm. and, and actually carry out what they've learned, shall we say. I'm curious with this kind of uh, approach, is there ever any recheck, shall we say? Like, do you, guys, oh, do you yeah. ever like follow up down the road and see how they've done with implementation? Or if they were just like, after you guys were done, we're like, well, we're just going to go back to the way we were doing it. <laughs> uh, no, that's, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up, Jeff. So actually, anytime that you sign on with us, it, it guarantees whatever tier you've selected or program that we are in contact with you six months after completion. Okay. So, and that's a virtual pulse check. So it's either email and then we set up a zoom call or we call you on the phone because who does that anymore? Um, mm -hmm. And just to mix things up. But then we also, because we have the app that we're building, um, we make sure that if there's an update, they get the next year's update included in their package cost. And then mm -hmm. beyond that, you know, they'd have to give us a, a touch, but I will always then put a ping reminder of like, it's been a year since we've seen you. Please let us know if you have any questions or concerns. Um, and because we're so young and we haven't been doing that for so long, we haven't reached that milestone yet. Um, but we've had like three completions and we still keep in touch. And actually one of the gals that was the training manager at the practice we worked at is now one of our trainers. So mm. I think oh, that relationship great. went well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's the communication piece. You have to be in touch. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so let's pivot to... Um, the possibilities you're on the board of directors for, for possibilities um talk about that what is what is the mission what do they do uh all oh, that stuff and I, I should be better versed in what the exact wordage is um essentially possibilities vet med is an online mentorship platform for 
underrepresented individuals within veterinary medicine. So right now we have up to, I think we have 400 plus members, which is really exciting, both mentors and mentees. And it's also a, a site for resources and guidelines and CE events to make sure that they have a, a voice in their scene and providing those opportunities more moving forward, like setting up scholarships and making sure that they have a place to, to move onwards from there. So uh, the CEO and COO co-founders are Valerie Marcano and Seth Andrews. And uh, Dr. Marcano, she is a boarded poultry veterinarian, which amazing. I've learned so much about turkeys and, and things that I had no idea. Um, yeah. And apparently turkeys are way more fun than chickens, but I mean, in her opinion, <laughs> um, but she's, you know, she has, she's in- incredibly intelligent, but very passionate and very compassionate and very aware that there needs to be um, a resource that there hasn't been. Right. So being part of like the voice chapters when they were first coming into existence and making sure that, um, those that have been othered aren't. And I think what tends to happen when people say diversity, we immediately go to skin color mm-hmm. and it's not all about melanin concentration. Right. It's right. ability status. It's socioeconomic status. It's religion. It's, you know, education. Like, are you the first person that went to school in your, in your family? Is it, you know, what else makes you, you? So it's that piece of intersectionality that's so important to it as well. So it's, again, providing that resource and that space. And we're in the process of opening it up to um, kids 13 to 17 as well. So that, hey, there's a place they can they can be safe, they can be seen. And that's a big thing, right? You can't be what you can't see. And a big part of my journey with this is earning the moniker of ally, right? There's a lot of people that do it for the optics and, oh, I'll put the BLM thing during the month of February and I'm done. And I don't call myself that. I was gifted with that of, you know, I'm, I make mistakes all the time. If I miss, you know, I don't want to misgender or utilize the wrong pronouns or, you know, put my foot in my mouth, but I will. And it's making sure that I own that and recognize that I need to learn and more and do better the next time. And I've been very, you know, honored and grateful to, to be able to call myself an ally because of that and continue to do that work. So it's another part of it being a part of the board of directors is bringing that, that vet tech voice into it, but also being able to get into spaces where as a white woman, I can have maybe more of an impact because yes, you know, like for us being veterinary technicians, when we tell doctors that they need to support us, they're like, oh yeah, you're saying that because you're a vet tech. Whereas if it's a veterinarian, saying that we need to support vet techs, they'll listen. Similarly, if you have a person of color getting in front of a group of white folks saying diversity is important, some people may shut down because systemic racism is a thing, even though race is a social construct, but that can be a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you actually have someone that's done the work and has really invested their time and their energy in it, that looks like the audience they're speaking to, you may get more of an investiture. Mm-hmm. So for me... I, I get really, really mad when people are disrespected and disregarded and I have no time for ignorance and discrimination and just, I, not today. Uh, so not ever. So for, for me, when I met Valerie, I was like, so I'm going to not be super annoying, but a little bit annoying in that I want to help you make this change. And they really have pioneered it. And there's a lot of other groups that have been out there doing amazing things as well. But there isn't a free 
online mentorship platform like Possibilities. They're the only one. Uh, but they have partnered with MentorVet to provide scholarships to do uh, positions within that mentorship program, which is that that modular approach. And you know, Nicole Bruno with Blend is also a member of the advisory board with Possibilities. So there's a, a lot of linkage within this community. Uh, Pride BMC is a huge sponsor of Possibilities. So it's really making sure that, you know, everything, ha- and Seth always says, everyone has something to learn and everyone has something to teach. And that's how we approach it. And it's just such a gift to be a part of such an incredible organization. Yeah. And, and it sounds like you're involved in, in all of that stuff and, and you're going to have to send us a list of links to to include because there, there's um, there's so much there to unpack and so much there to, to get out to our listeners that that may not be aware that it's even even out there or or the benefits of right. it. So and we would that's love to share exciting. all that stuff. I appreciate yeah. that because and that goes back to what we talked about at the beginning of how do you feel, you know, how do I feel about what's happening for veterinary technicians right now? I'm like, there's so much going on. Yes. You know, there's yes, so much there that you can be a part of. And if you're, you know, your body is breaking like minded and I can't do 14 hour shifts on my feet anymore. There's things that you can do to make a difference, yeah. right? You don't have to leave yeah. the profession. The profession isn't broken. It just needs a TPLO. It'll be all right. You know, so, you know, do the, do the hemilam and the knee. Maybe it's got MPLs because it's really easy to just, you know, misdiagnose that in a small toy breed. But, you know, there's so many things that we can do interventionally and preventatively, right? Like think about your prophylactic medicine. This is really what we're talking about is, you know, getting involved before it becomes a problem. We already know there are existing problems. I get it. I get it. But there's other things that you can do. Yeah, and like like you said, change change is hard. And uh, I heard somebody recently, I forget who it was, that said that change isn't hard, change isn't easy, change just is. And Ooh. the way that we deal with it is how how we how we respond to it, because change is going to happen. It's not something that we can stop. It's yep. just something we have to figure out how to deal with. Exactly, it's the only constant, right? And <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we work in medicine. It's an art. It's a practice. Everything is constantly yeah. evolving and changing. And we are never focused on that one hypotensive event. It's the trends. It's the trends. Yeah. So you have Excellent. to look at where it's heading. Yeah. And, and so we, we are, we're almost at our hour now. Um, oh, and so fast. <laughs> again, again, thank you. Thank you for taking the time out of your, of your day and all the things that you're doing to, to talk with us about this. Um, is there anything we haven't touched on today or anything else that you want to get out to our listeners, to our caffeinators? Uh, I, I don't think so. You've, you've covered, you, you guys are so wonderful to talk with. Um, it's just lovely to have a conversation. And I think it's really just focusing in on that, you know, have these conversations with each other, you know, keep talking and not necessarily focusing all that's wrong, but with all that can be and know that there's opportunities and I'll have all the information provided to Jeff and Dave for everybody. And that we're in this, you know, to inspire and instruct and make an impact, but we're doing it together. It's not Mm -hmm. a solo venture. For sure. For sure. Um, Is there a person or a guest or a a topic or, you know, topic of discussion that maybe you think we should highlight in a future episode earlier in the episode, you mentioned the name Josh Weisman. He's on our short list of people we haven't reached out yet to, but would love to um, do an episode with him down the road. Um, I'm just curious if there's anybody else or a different topic that uh, you'd like to see in a future episode. Uh, I I think Josh would be phenomenal. And Andy Davidson just joined their team as um, a positive change agent. So um, I can happily do an e-intro for, for you guys. Um, Josh is yeah. 
one of the best huggers on the planet. So we'll just put that out there. Um, I it's think, hard to honestly, hug on this podcast. I know. Virtual hugs. We can send, yeah. we can send gifts, right? We can send yeah, gifts. Um, there you go. But I think, honestly, if, if you wanted to, to further explore in the DEIB space, I think getting, you know, I'm sure Valerie, and if, if she's not available, one of our other board of directors members for possibilities would be happy to have that conversation. I yeah. think the more... Some, somebody suggested somebody from there. I forget who it was. I don't remember. There's was a lot Dr. of us. Dr. Qu- Dr. Quinn, is that somebody? Uh, no, uh, Quincy Holly is, he's Quincy with Get Holly, Motivated. that's who it is. He's Get with Mo- Get okay. Motivated, which is also, they'd be phenomenal. He and Renee Michelle, yeah. they're based out of North Carolina. So another yes, Carolina they are. Group. Yep. Yep. Um, so they're wonderful. You got Nicole Bruno with Blend. She's going up and about and all over the place. Um, I, I'm, you guys know Stephen and, and Tasha and, and that whole crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then, honestly, if if you haven't spoken with Addie or any of us at MentorVet, that would be another great option too. Yeah, cool. Yeah, send cool. us send us contact info yeah. for that. We'd love to have I those can people. Do on. that. Love Let it. me yeah. find in my. Oh, honestly, this is why I need to have a live assistant because my desk. I, need to find <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right, Alyssa, you are down to your would you rather question. Are you ready for it? Okay, I think I yeah. Okay, I'm ready. Go. And and you're a listener, so you know you have to pick. One, two, or three, and I'll give you. I have three questions lined up for you. Okay, uh, two, two. Everyone always picks two. Yeah, yeah. I don't All right. like odd numbers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would you rather have a third arm that can only give high fives, or a third leg that can only tap dance? I would like the third arm because my other two legs don't work well enough to keep up with the tap dancing. <laughs> yeah, but maybe, but maybe that third leg would have a good knee. Oh. <laughs> Well, but, oh, but I guess least, if you can only tap dance, it's not going to yeah. help. Yeah, yeah. it's not going to yeah. help, right? Yeah. So the yeah. third arm, if I, but that's awesome. If I can just keep giving high fives, then the other yeah. two can do all the other stuff. So, I, I'm, I'm, and I love me a good high five. Can we change it to a fist bump? Can we do fist bumps oh, too? Sure, we, it sure. could be a fist bump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll allow that. I, say, <laughs> all on like, board. A good high five is like life giving for. At least right? a couple of minutes. Like if it's a good, you know, like good slap, or if you do, you know, over and under, like. It, it's a good mm-hmm. high five. It's hard to beat sometimes. You know sure. where to look to give a good high five? You look at the other person's elbow and you won't miss. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't See, know that I've ever had a problem with that. I never will, mind. I will. Uh, I, will <laughs> I, I, I am going to try that. My wife and I high five quite a bit. So I will. Uh, I will. I will. Change Excellent. My viewpoint See if you, you know, focus C. on the elbow and you'll you'll hit it like and tell her to look at your elbow. And it's like, bam, you're like, oh. Well, Jeff, it's probably it's probably more of a of a it's, it's a high change for, for you sure. to look at, yeah, yeah. because she's yeah. probably already looking your, yeah. she's, your she's elbows at, least, at her at her yeah. eye level. Yeah, are you you're vertically enhanced and she's yeah. vertically challenged? Yeah, she, yeah. She, she no, she's I, I would say she's you know very very average height. I'm just very enhanced height wise. So yeah, all right. But, My dad's six five. So are you taller than that? Yeah, I'm six six. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. So. But hey, but but maybe that's the solution to the problem is focusing on the elbow. I'm going to give that a shot. I don't know. Um, I, honestly, it was advice given to me and it's worked. So I will not take credit for that. Um, all right. All right. I will, uh, I, will, I will give that a shot and report back. Uh, well, Alyssa, thank you so much again for taking some time out to, to talk with us today. We really enjoyed the conversation. And I think there's number of conversations as this could lead to in the future, which, which we're super excited about too. So thank you so much for that. Um, caffeinators, thanks again for tuning into another episode and we will see you guys again soon. Thank you guys. <laughs> Bye everybody. 
Hello, caffeinators. We wanted to thank Dog Days Consulting for managing our social media and helping with the interior design here at the Vet Tech Cafe. They don't just do social media. They can help you identify your brand through brand coaching. The founder is a CVPM with 15 years experience in veterinary practice management. They are a small business proudly serving the veterinary community, and we are thrilled to be working with them. Check them out at www.dogdaysconsulting.com. Hey, caffeinators. We would like to thank you for listening to the Vet Tech Cafe podcast today. As everybody is well aware by now, we often talk about difficult issues that face our profession. In addition, we chat with colleagues and leaders in our field who have strong opinions of these issues. Those opinions expressed by either Dave or Jeff as the hosts, or those opinions expressed by our guests, are their opinions alone and do not represent any other person, business, institution, or any other entity inside or outside of the scope of veterinary medicine. If you have any questions relating to this, please email us at vettechcafe at gmail.com or visit our website www.vettechcafe.com. Lastly, whatever platform you utilize to hear our dulcet tones, please rate and review our podcast and like and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn pages as well to see what we're up to. From all of us at the Vet Tech Cafe, have yourself a great day.